I think a brand strategy is very important in D2C because brands nowadays need to buy a lot of trust and the way that you buy trust is by explaining why you exist apart from the fact that you want to make money and raise funding. Hey guys, what's up? My name is Ashish and I'm your host for D2C Drive podcast where I talk to D2C experts, marketers, entrepreneurs on the kind of frameworks that they've been working with D2C brands or enabling them from the last few years. Today, I have with me Vanshika Mehta, who's a brand strategist and communications consultant for D2C and tech brands. Welcome. I'm so glad to have you here. I totally love being here. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm really excited to share whatever I know about Brandstrat. And I hope whoever's listening leaves with a ton of information and insight into brand strategy. Awesome. Vanshika, why don't you share to our listeners, when did you get started on brand strategy and also d to see what, what got you in this space? Yeah, for sure. That's a really good question to start with. So I started my journey in Brandstrat in about 2020. 20 end. I was always really interested in it and I was always passively consuming information, but something just clicked towards the end of 2020 and I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. And then as I was in the market and obviously I was looking for projects, you know, I think over a conversation, someone mentioned the term D2C and the more I started reading about it, the more I realized what an interesting business model it is and how important brand strategy is for that kind of a business model like D2C in India is such a hot topic right now. Everybody wants to jump in. And I think there's no better time to be involved in D2C than right now. Awesome. That really sounds good. Give us a little bit of highlight into why is brand strategy required for a D2C brand? And what has been your inspiration of a brand that you really admire in the D2C space? So I think a brand strategy is very important in D2C because brands nowadays need to buy a lot of trust. And the way that you buy trust is by explaining why you exist apart from the fact that you want to make money and raise funding. Nowadays, like D2C is going neck to neck with every single traditional legacy brand we've ever heard of. Like, for example, if you take even like, say, underwears and you think of jockey, we have bummer. You think of foods, you know, like uh, say nutrition bars, we've got whole truth foods. You think of, say, even iced teas, you've got brew house. Like every single segment has a D2C competitor. And the only reason why they'll survive and how they'll survive the test of time is with a brand strategy that explains why they exist and what difference they're making in the consumer's life. Time and time again, it has been shown that a brand with a purpose, a brand with a very strong vision succeeds over a longer time than a brand that is just trying to kind of cut it every day. And uh, I mean, if there is any proof for this, it's definitely the fact of how much funding D2C as a segment has gotten. What does a day in a brand strategist look like? A lot of my day I spend on understanding consumer trends, on reading reports, on trying to figure out, you know, how another entrant would work in the same space. A lot of time is spent in just immersing myself in 
different aspects of consumers, markets, products, and really understanding why consumers buy. Apart from that, obviously, there are a lot of calls with clients to do the work for them with them and then explain to them why we're doing what we're doing. A brand strategist is not here to tell you that this is what you should do. They're here to guide you saying that, okay, if you are saying A, why not add B and make it C? Like that's the theory I follow because see, I'm not going to be running the brand for the next 30 years. So it takes a lot of time. Like on average, a brand strat project takes about eight weeks to do it properly, cohesively and enough with detail that, you know, if this brand book is taken to say a marketing agency, they will be able to execute from day zero, right? So that is the entire purpose of doing a brand strategy and hiring a brand strategist. But overall, it's it's really fun because I think the learning never stops. And the best part about that is a consumer has multiple facets to his life, right? The same consumer is saving money on an app. The same consumer is buying some juices in the you know on on an Amazon website. Same consumer is consuming tea from you know a product that they found on Amazon. So everybody has. So so many facets to their life that D2C is trying to fill and fulfill better than legacy and traditional brands. I get approached by a lot of D2C brands initially. How should they go about building their store experience in the early days, right? Comes across a lot. And what are the elements which ties up to that? Yeah. So I feel initially founders should focus on brand and let performance be the wind under you know their tails to make that make their brand fly but a full dependency on performance i feel is a sure shot formula for disaster because the problem with performance is that performance and tying it to retention is very very hard performance might get you first time users but it might not be able to get you to get that same person to buy again after 30 days Whereas a strong brand or a brand that is invested in, say, something as simple as packaging, like how is the experience when you open that parcel, when you get it at your door, something as simple as that might delight the consumer enough for them to buy it again. And at the same time, like, say, for example, everybody's on social media, right? Social media organically has such a, a high pull if you're posting and engaging in conversation about relevant topics to your audience. And I think it's not just about posting, it's about going one step further, saying brand or building a brand happens on social. Because of that, you have a loyal community. And nothing can beat the fact that you've built a community around your brand. Like greatest, best example of this in the recent times is Bliss Club. It's a D2C brand that does leggings and it started out with a community and then from community it became product and now they've raised funding, right? So community is irreplaceable. Performance cannot get you community. Performance will get you, okay, okay, buy this product, you're done. Okay, cool. Retention, customer satisfaction, making sure that they come back. All of these things will eventually fall on the brand side. So it's better to actually not depend on performance as much as you can. And also, like we just talked about the fact that there's a recession that's going to come. Recession means money is short, right? Everybody's going to be kind of cutting corners and trying to make the best of the money they have. Everybody wants their money to take them like one mile further. And the first thing that will get cut is your performance marketing budget because it's expensive. Brand needs to be priority. Content needs to be priority. Use performance to 10x it. Don't use performance to go from zero to 10. 
use performance to go from 10 to 20. And that's when you really have a good brand because community is irreplaceable. Emotions that people feel when they buy your product again and again, that is irreplaceable and performance can't always get you that. So I would say focus on brand, focus on content, focus on getting your word out there, focus on word of mouth, focus on referrals. All of these things, performance can't help you with. You can't run a ad and say refer us to 10 people and you know you'll it, it just doesn't work that way so you know that's that's what I feel like founders need to kind of take into consideration because building a brand that's based on fa- uh, performance is very easy to do it's not the hardest it's like oh okay I have like a crore to put into performance every month I put it in I get results I put more money in and it's a never-ending cycle but the minute like money comes short or something changes in the environment around you or a new competitor or something happens, right? Performance is not going to sustain you over the long time. That sounds great. You pointed a lot on brand story, right? How does one go about even pitching that story on their website or their store or in their whole landscape of where they talk to their customers. Can you maybe highlight some examples that you have personally worked and what are the maybe some of the frameworks that you use to pitch that story? Yeah, for sure. So the reason why we buy is emotional. We don't buy rationally. And to appeal to emotions, you need a story, right? Think of a brand like, say, Cosmics, right? They're doing specific related problem solution right you have a this issue have this gummy you have this have this gummy right and the story started with actually I believe her you know understanding that this is a need in the market obviously psychology that consumers are buying because of these things matching the two together and creating a very believable story so your brand story is not something that is just like a one pager that is on your about us page it's every little part that you put out as a brand that adds to your story that makes the brand story and you know I think the basic things that you need to have is enough of context about again going back to why are you doing what you're doing enough reasoning which is you know why do you feel that this product is better or is needed how are you making a difference in someone's all of these things really matter because like I said trust is why people will buy your D2C brand so for example a couple of months ago I did a brand story for a company called Benny's Bowl very simple concept very beautiful but the more like we read about it and I wrote it it was it it was just such a wholesome story so basically if I had to tell you in short Benny's Bowl basically does dog food but human grade dog food so like a dog can taste textures and feel texture so like we eat carrots rice peas all of that right so dog safe ingredients given to them like human food. So it's almost like you eating your lunch, but it's given to your dog rather than kibble and rather than the meshy stuff, mushy stuff. And the reason for that is that while, you know, consume, while people were trying to build products that had really long shelf life and could be like stored and dry and wet, right? What happened is the vitamins and ingredients disappeared just because of the process. It was a de facto of the process. So unfortunately, because of that, like you're not actually feeding your dog good stuff if you think that you're feeding them out of a packet. 
so i wrote their brand story a couple of months ago and really just brought in the feeling of like hey if you're eating well your dog should also eat well if you're eating 3 spoons of rice your dog might need 6 are you feeding your dog correctly so it was a very beautiful story and then they landed up raising about 300000 pretty soon after i wrote their story and they reached out to me so it was a very exciting you know experience because i personally love dogs myself but like i didn't realize that there was so much of a default in what we were feeding our dogs and that was really sad because like we just now think it's convenient because of convenience we're not taking care of them like we should back in the day when we didn't have these brands with like pellets and mushy food we were feeding our dogs home food and then it disappeared because of convenience so now this brand is here to make a difference again dtc brand i really really hope that they do well because i mean if you love your dog if you really love them you will actually take care of them and that is the feeling that we brought out with the story coming to the frameworks bit i think the most common one is the hero's journey everybody should read about it it's basically a process where other than your brand being the focus of the story it's more about how your brand enables success for your consumers same like what we did with benny's bowl for example where it's not just like oh my product is the best have my product it's like if you use my product xyz will happen so it's called the hero's journey it's a very well known framework everybody should read it and see how they can adapt their brand story to it wow that sounds like a lot of insights and i'm going to check that framework myself once you go when i go to a lot of d2c stores right some of them have this amazing immersive experience in itself when i visit their store right it's like very personalized to me it's very connecting it's very easy to use i'm able to find what i need right so according to you what what should be done on a d2c website to win customers right and what should you not do in a website that's a really good question so i think if you're on a d2c website to buy a product as a consumer um a lot of it is how much are you going to buy into what they say which is again goes back to which again goes back to the story part of it which is more about not just selling x product but why are you doing what you're doing yes you have to sell product but you can still intertwine intertwine product and story together in a way that it doesn't seem like you're just like you know a amazon looking page if your d2c website looks like an amazon page that's not really going to work for you why did you start a d2c brand you could have just listed on amazon and said screw my website but if you're spending time energy and money to build your website i think you need to bring your consumers into your brand step by step through every fold personalization is so possible these days i mean there are so many amazing tools you know and if you are a loyal customer of the brand and you have bought and you have an account then it even goes one step further because then they know what you're looking for they're like okay ashish bought 10 packets of this thing last month okay he's probably back around the same time he's probably looking for this so personalization is super super important another thing is uh, on your uh, website i think how neatly your architecture is laid out how easy is it for someone to navigate through your website how do you section if you're doing clothes are you going to section my men women and then do segments or are you going to section by the kind of product or are you going to section by the kind of material right depending on what your brand ethos is 
how easy is it for someone to get from a to b to buying your product like probably in like five clicks or less is ideal another thing that i've realized on d2c websites especially in the garment segment or the fashion segment is that they land up having like 20 pages of things to scroll through and they don't have a button that says view all like can you imagine how frustrating it is because i'm that kind of a person who wants to see whatever they have and I have to scroll and wait for 20 page refreshes. Why don't you just have a button over there that says view all? So it really involves understanding what your consumer is looking for, but a lot of consumers will just bounce off. Another thing, something as simple as page load time. If your page is image heavy and it's not formatted properly and it takes more than like five seconds, Either one, you're going to question your internet or two, you're just going to be like, screw it, I'll come back later. We live in a world of distractions. We live in a world of short attention span. Within those five seconds, maybe the kid is calling them or the kitchen may city because the rice is ready or there's someone at the door and you've lost a consumer potentially just in those five seconds. So something simple is like very simple touch points that D2C brands need to keep in mind because it's all about the consumer experience. How are you getting them A to B to check out, to come back again? Like that is it. That's what you need to focus on. Talk to optimization people, talk to CROs, talk to people that are good with say, you know, websites that are like lesser sized, you know, talk to them, understand how are they doing this so that the consumer can make a choice, reduce the cognitive load and help them make a decision to buy your product. That's it. That's all you need to do. Awesome. Now heading to my second question, what should you not do? What should you not do? I think you should not put words in your consumer's mouth while you have a brand ethos that says, okay, brand is meant for this. It's okay if your brand is bought by somebody that's not your target audience, hypothetically. So don't put words in your consumer's mouth unless your product is super specific, right? Like unless you're selling products just for people with diabetes, if it's like something that helps you with your multivitamins, you know, don't put it in, don't put ideas in their head that, you know, automatically make them take a step back because that could be detrimental. See, at the end of the day, your brand can only talk to a certain persona or a certain person, but that doesn't mean you alienate everybody else, right? Like, for example, if you were to think of Apple, right? Apple doesn't talk to you and I. Apple talks to the creator, the rule breakers, the people that want to change the world. We're just byproducts of Apple. We're buying Apple because we've heard such good things about it and people are raving about it and it gives you confidence and everything else that is superficial that Apple doesn't even care about. We are not Apple's audience. Apple doesn't talk to us. Apple talks to those creative people, the videographers, the photographers, you know, like the, the people who are out to change the world. We are just byproducts. So take that as an example. When you go to the Apple website, irrespective of who you are, you will still be amazed. You'll be like, I want this product whether you're their target audience or not. Apple knows who they have to talk to, but everybody else who comes on their website is not alienated. So that's an example of how to do it. What not to do also is, I think one thing that really pisses me off is like really long checkout flows. Just, just what do you need? You need my address, my email, my phone number and UPI and done. Don't ask me stupid information. I had a website once that asked me my date of birth and I was like, okay, I get that you might want to send me a discount, but 
we could do that later send me an email like hey we're updating our database and i've got this email in the past from some other brand that hey we're updating our database and we saw that you don't have a date of birth put this in and we'll send you 10% when it's your birthday that can be done later don't make it lengthy for your consumer to check out because the longer it is the more pissed off they're getting also make it super simple to actually what not to do is to not allow them to integrate with their social media channels to pull in information there are some brands where you can just, like when you buy on their website it says okay pull in information from facebook or instagram or your google and it just grabs whatever it needs and then you're done you know so like don't don't make it hard for someone to check out because at that point you've got them through the funnel till the last point make it easy for them to check out don't make it long that would be my couple of tips awesome thank you so much great so i'm going to come to my favorite question out of all i've ordered in a ddc store and it's bound to come and i'm all excited to open the package right and it and even for the ddc store or the brand it's that connect and that moment where you know the consumer opens the package becomes that defining point of what they feel about their product or their brand i'm sure we have all done this before the unpacking the unboxing of lot of brands and we have ordered lot but vanshika what i wanted to ask you is how should one go about nailing their packaging Yeah I think in a D2C setting if you make that interaction something that is memorable and resonates with your audience I'm sure people will talk about it because they'll be like oh look what I got so for example I ordered pants on this website called the pant project and uh, when I opened up their packaging there was a notebook there was a measuring tape there was a guide on how do you you know find the right fit of pants for yourself so many little things that were so memorable like they were not out of the crazy like out of the blue kind of stuff but it was so memorable another one that I loved is again bliss club when you open their packaging there's a note from the founder from meenu directly which talks about their entire ethos of why women who move beautiful packaging dot and key i totally am obsessed with their packaging it's so beautiful neutral colors and they've got like such nice notes in their product packaging or as a leaflet i think it's a great opportunity for your customer to learn more about you tell them what is not on your website right like even though like say for example like i buy dot and key and i buy a certain product like there's a very high chance that i just went i was like ha ye product looks good and i buy it but when i get the packaging i might turn it around and i'll be like oh this product has aloe vera in it oh okay cool it has no sulfates you know and all these things that i might have missed while i was buying it can now be reemphasized on the packaging in a way that it looks good and it grabs your attention so there are so many memorable opening experiences because you know it's not just the product that you're getting you're getting an entire vibe it's like the brand communicating with you without them being there and like i said like if the if the packaging is well thought out if the packaging is relevant to the audience if the packaging is is informative fun to read you know all of these things will really add on to the experience it's like that physical moment when you like actually have the product in your hand when you feel like oh wow like look what i just bought and if you're giving your audience a chance to talk about it 
chances are that they will talk about it you just need to give them the opportunity or the choice to talk about it so packaging is so important and there's so many minor details that come into packaging it's not just as simple as oh buy a bottle from a manufacturer stick a label on it and send it out it's like okay can i put in a note from the founder can i write about our ethos can we talk about how we're helping this village you know build up their schools or something whatever mission you've chosen whatever it is talk about it because there you have their full attention online you do not you do not have their attention and the best thing is if you've done enough of research and you've built your packaging well you have already very smartly given them points to talk about in your packaging which actually works great for you because if a person without being paid is advocating for your brand that means that they're willing to talk about it because you've left an impression on them right obviously people might talk about products after they've used it and that is also good but that is a latent uh, speaking the first chance that they get to speak about your brand is when they physically receive the product and they open the packaging if it looks good they'll take a photo they'll share it on their social they'll share it on whatsapp because we as humans we un- unfortunately thrive and love and like attention we love it when our friends go and like our comment we love it and like when they start getting like 30 40 50 likes that's all they want that is their ego boost of the day done so use it to your use it to your benefit because why not it's free it's free publicity awesome wow i think that's a ton of insights and great information for ddc brands to take away thank you so much vanshika for making this happen guys whoever wants to nail their brand strategy and communication strategy please reach out to vanshika mehta on linkedin yep thank you so much for having me it was super fun to do this and really thanks for having me it was really really fun <laughs>